0: All right, y'all, let's dive in. We've got Stormy on the line now, and we've got Mallory, and we've got myself, y'all see me, um, And we are talking about mixed folks, biracial, black and white, um, in in black perceptions, black spaces, black expectations, uh, and we are talking about it, we're getting in, let's go, this is a part two. All right, so ladies, we we, i've already i've already let the the folks know our personal connection to to biracial identity um and yes and i've let the folks know that what's coming from you know none of us are experts none of us hold phds in this but it's coming from a lib 601 uh experience all right y'all let's jump in so we were talking about uh mixed folks and i and i i uh have been having conversations on facebook and i've been having Conversations on the phone about uh, mixed women, because that's who I'm talking to, um, feeling like they're not accepted by the black community, and we and uh, we talked about having that identity issues, being that the truth of the fact is that we can always talk about having a white mother, a black mother, the differences between walking through this this uh, society, uh, having a foundation. Of a black consciousness, but when last week Stormy and I boiled it down to the idea that like it's about you and your acceptance of who you are, on a on a real deep level, Um, and we brought it. We're bringing Mallory to the plate, um, who walks her life every day, and uh, as a biracial woman, and it's for me it's interesting when I talk to you, Mallory, because uh, (laughs) you don't you don't sound conflicted in any way. I am. Like, we all are, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So yeah. people look at me
1: like, oh, yeah. you got it. I'm like, no, I ain't got I think, it. Yeah, I, I don't think that it matters, like, like you and Sherman were talking about. You. I don't think that it matters particularly whether you have one black parent or two black parents. You can be blokey black, black, or black, type like myself.
0: Mallory, you are breaking up again. Can you hear hear yourself breaking up? We did a whole, y'all. We did a whole thing trying to fix this. I'm here. I can hear
1: you. Okay. Okay. I I feel like you know, besides the the, the inner conflict of who one person is and how much they love themselves. the way structurally the world puts on racism to us, you know, whether we identify as being black, and the world identifies us be as being white, or the world identifies us be as being black. You guys have interference, right? side Okay,
0: let me see if I can. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me see if I can. Maybe. She said we have interference, so I'm going
1: to mute myself. For me, you, you go
0: ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. okay.
1: So the, the, I was saying that the conflict that not only, that, that the conflict I see is not only uh, the conflict, the internal conflict of one person, uh, but also the structural concept that the world views, what the world views them as, whether they view them as a black being and they don't view themselves as that, or that the world sees them as a white being but they're living a black identified life. It's, it's all a conflict, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I'm at. Well, okay. I agree. I think that what, what I'm, what I think that I'm trying to get at when I was talking about, being boiling down to an individual level is that I agree with that precedent you just said for me. But I would say it's about on an individual level whether or not, like, barring all of those social and personal, um, interpersonal conflicts that you might have about how you're seen or how you feel do you choose to go with what's easy or do you choose to stand in what feels honest? <laughs> that's what I mean on like an individual level.
0: That's interesting you say what feels honest.
1: And I think I think a lot of people have the option to go with what's easy and that's not, that doesn't just happen along the lines of, you know, having light skin. You can, I know a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot, I, I, I know um, real dark skin. <laughs> Old-parented black folks who have been adopted by white families who, who, who don't feel very connected to blackness. And I think that that's just as, you can have just as deep a disconnect regardless of how other people see you in that situation as being, say, a very light-skinned, mixed-race person and struggling with that as well. So I think
0: that's also, co- that's, yeah. a, that's, that's an interesting is, issue. That's yeah.
1: all are all you know, black persons struggling with the same thing, you know, the colorism yeah. that they have every day.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, the same thing. There are levels to it. <laughs> she said there's levels to it. Yeah, I agree. I think um, the the issue with this is that that mental that mental uh, capacity, when when women who, like what you're saying, are, are beautifully brown-skinned and they come through um, to a black space, they are not experiencing the initial... Like outward uh, questioning, I guess, of other black folks of whether their legitimacy of blackness based on what they look like. But they are also experiencing, like those black, like you're saying, black women who appear black, who are raised by white women or adopted into, don't have a black. reference point, there's no the black consciousness is not intact in that way. So they're actually experiencing the black space differently, even though then the black space has accepted them their phenotype. Their their actual experience there is not one of necessarily being included.
1: I agree with that. I think that that follows nicely into how you set the stage to talk about specifically mixed people being in quote unquote black spaces or for among blackness, legitimate or authentic blackness. I think we all know, I mean, I'm using air quotes, of course, because we all know what we're talking about when I say that. But I think that it has to do with, on an individual level, and I want to step back from the mixed race thing, even though I, I think it, it, it it's valid about mixed race folks, but it, but it that, that's not the only issue. <laughs> situation in which you can feel separate from your blackness or like your blackness is defined by other people and, and when we're talking about mixed race people feeling like like black people in black spaces don't accept them, I think that that has so much more to do with you not acknowledging the, the, the whiteness that you're still steeped in and bringing it into a space that has been deliberately, like, that has been fought. That out, or to eradicate that as much as possible. So
0: you're feeling like when uh, mixed folks are coming in, I. What do you to think about that, Stormy? What she's saying, like mixed cups folks are coming in, and, and it's a, it's a. Uh, um, I'm like I'm thinking about what we were talking about before, like the expectation that you're not. Huh. Let me think about. Well, go, Stormy, what do you think about that? I'm trying. I'm going to think about the tokenism situation in this.
1: Yeah, I think what we talked about for Mallory here is like not bringing white expectations with you to black spaces, that and is that it's what? so much more. Yes, than your black embodiment, whatever that looks like in color.
0: Exactly. That is ah, what. What? Go ahead.
1: Can we go into that? Like. Not bringing, what does that mean? <laughs> well, I, I know, I know personally what it means, but what, I, I want you to tell the people, what, what does that mean when you say, not bringing your white
0: expectations to the black <laughs> space? Girl, because you know, we sitting here at the table, like, we're looking at this person, at the, and we're like, okay, who's going to tell her? Who's going to tell her? <laughs> like, you know, who's going to tell her that that's some white shit she just, oh, excuse me. Look, I, oh my God, I said it on my own show. Who's that, who is <laughs> <laughs> who is that? Like, who gonna tell her that that what she just can't? Karen just jumped out of her mouth. Who gonna tell her? You know what I mean? So, um, so oh, that's an interesting uh, concept because I I the conversation when you're coming from a white perspective and you're like you're saying you're you're showing up and your white expectation. How how are you defining that, Mallory? I mean, I can talk about it all day, but it's gonna sound, like I want everyone
1: to say it. I don't want to be done. <laughs> It's hard, right? Like, I don't have a, a big definition, and I don't think that I should. I think that it's far beyond me, but we've talked about this before, you and I, Aisha, about, like, in my experience, both witnessing and I've done this early on in my development. And I'm talking, you know, early in my development, but also I want to I own that, too. In my coming to consciousness with myself, I think a lot of mixed people become ooh, the mixed people who are inundated with whites in their daily lives, who grow up among white people who perhaps have at least one white parent, white family, etc. You become indoctrinated with white expectations. How you are expected to be within whiteness in a brown body of varying shapes. And I think that what comes along with that a lot of times is tokenism, being exoticized. There isn't there's certainly bad that can come from that. You can, be, you can, you can suffer from not feeling like you belong. You can be discriminated against, et cetera, et cetera. But you also get these weird little, and again, hurt that come along with being the only brown person in a white state who white people don't feel intimidated by. And, and you you feel so special in that blackness to white people who take a part in defining what that means for you. And that is something that I've had to fight as a mixed-race person who is very, very comfortable with white people my whole life. I and so know. when I talk about getting white expectations into a black space, I don't bring with me my default self that I've been inculturated as in this sea of whiteness to black space. It's like, I, I need, I feel that I need to be able to make that distinction, like, <laughs> what is, when I go into a black space, it, it would be absurd for me, right, to expect for black people, other black people, to think that I am special in my blackness. That is a very regular experience among white people. That's, that's, uh, that's no, no, go ahead, sorry, sorry. Go. That's part of what I'm saying about like bringing white expectations about your blackness to other black people. It doesn't make sense. Like there are things that you carry with you, white sensibilities. A lot of mixed people that I that I know that I've talked with have a hard time just like disagreeing with other black people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. Because they feel like they feel like we should deflect to the darkest skinned people. <laughs> oh my god! Oh,
0: can we asterisk that? Holy smoking, that's yeah. that, asterisk to the darkest. Do, trying to do their very best and at the same time, you know, at the very same time, valid, uh, invalidating black experience, like, like what, exactly what you just said. Going to the yes. darkest experience that the black, the darkest person in the room, their experience is more valid than the lightest. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. That
1: darkest skin person might be adopted by a white house family, right. <laughs> and not have any connection to blackness or a black consciousness or black liberation. And then all of a sudden, this very white idea of the people who are the blackest always know the best, like know the most, like without context know the most about blackness where they're the ones. who don't have to this black consciousness as if it's something that we don't learn and that we fight for and that we sustain and continue to learn and and share with other black people when we get together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely and continue with that it's like the darker you are, the more oppressed you are because the world sees us but if you will consider yourself black, that means that you have had the most worst life, most deprived life in the world. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you have been pain and sorrow wrecking. And therefore, and we are expecting that. You know, when they call when you talk about like the your, your white expectations and the black thing, You know, like I, I, I understand that when I go into a white space, I to want touch my hair. That it is, it is, and going back to a you small effect, to You know that people You know what hair? I mean? Touch my hair or talk about how great my hair is. You know, we're going back to the, to the regular, like accepting. You know what I mean? So it's the big one. I, when I,
0: what I notice with the, the black performative, um, Stormy, you're breaking up a little bit. So you want to find a space where you can be heard. I think the, the black performative is where I catch um, the, where I can, where it's like a, a sense, it's a validation that they need from other black women, men, people that is evident in the conversation, or evident in the in the. It's like the need to be seen as black, the need to be seen. Um, you know, it's the person who's always talking about their child is, you know, uh, their how brown, how dark. They talk about their hair texture. They want to talk about their father. They want to talk about the 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 token person in their life that made that that air quote makes them black, um, and, and that all of a sudden. is is evident that what they're needing is validation versus just walking in their space as, uh, as a black person. You know what I mean? That's where I see this performative thing come out where it's like, they feel like they're in a black space and that there's an expectation of behavior that way. Like, Oh, maybe I need to, I need to be more, um, I need to be more this and that, which, which is absolutely incorrect. So I just lost feed because the Wi-Fi hates me, um, and I'm gonna call Mallory back really quick and get her back on the line. But this is something that we have we have uh, talked about quite a bit: the tokenism of um, of black folks or mixed folks by white folks who are who are with them. Um, they they have a special; they feel special because they are that black person. White folks feel safe around them, um, and then when uh, actually leap, bringing them outside of that uh, compound into a black space where that, that exoticism isn't there feels uncomfortable and um, the validation isn't there. And because at that point, you need to stand on your own two feet. So you're not anything special when you're in the room of, of a bunch of black folks. And so uh, uh, let me try in one moment uh, to go ahead and get her back on the line. Um, I'm sure we're like, they're like freaking out because that wasn't supposed to happen. So I hope that um, the the understanding, the difference in how this is working. Uh, I see you in the room. I'm calling you back right now. That's hilarious, by the way. Uh, I, <laughs> Mallory, is in the room. So I'm calling you right now, Mallory. Are you on? I am. I'm here. Sorry, I don't know what happened. I just disconnected. I don't know what happened either. I, all of a sudden, they were talking and there wasn't. I don't. Um, so now you had Stormy on the line. Oh, you know what? I wonder if we got disconnected from the radio station. Would that happen? Oh uh, no. Is on the line with you? She's not on the line. She's not on the line with me either. Like you guys both just cut out, and the radio station is not yeah. on the line with me either. So was it my phone? Weird. I don't know. Yeah. Do you want me that- to add? Um, yeah. Let's try to add back um, the radio uh i think i kind of think the back feed was from the radio station i'm not sure um but we're gonna add in stormy in just a second thank you guys for waiting around uh i i think that we're gonna start talking when we get stormy back on the line the expectation the performative blackness i think is is something that a lot of people want us to define and i think that we can um i think it looks different but it looks the same i i think when someone who does not have a phenotype of blackness meaning like there's no white there's no white nose there's no kinky hair um the the, your lips aren't thick like that those very stereotypical like this is a black phenotype you don't do those are absent yet you have a parent or you have someone who in your family is black so that you are then uh saying you're biracial yes i'm here stormy are you here so I um, so you're going into the black phenotype of, of what and you, you those black phenotypes. If you're missing those black phenotypes and you're in black spaces as a biracial black person saying I am a black person, then you're getting this feedback from black people going Are you a black person? And so then the I think at that point is where I see the most performative black antics come out, uh, which is unfortunate because that just uh, just takes it down, takes your validation down several notches. Um, it just, because it's not something that you're, that you're needing to prove to other people and to, uh, to the society around you. And I think that that's what Stormy was getting at with the, the acceptance of who you are. Um, you don't have to actually do any of that, um, for us to recognize that you are, that your foundation and is in your lived experience or that your foundation is in the best interest of your black heritage. Um, but I think it's irresponsible for you to think or for people to think that you're you're experiencing societal blackness in a lived experience because I don't know how that's true. Uh, what do you think about that, Mallory? Are you there? I know I, I'm just saying I don't know how a, I don't know how sis you know with with straight brownish, hair and a thin nose and a really really light skin who's biracial is experiencing the black experience i don't know i'm being completely honest i'm thinking we're not having the same problem
1: you know what i'm saying i feel that i i I feel that and i and i i feel that even as an extremely light-skinned biracial person because i know that i'm not I'm not seen as white. <laughs> I, I, it's so clear. The issues with, like, my hair texture. Well, not issues. But when, white, when I go into a room, white people want to touch my hair just as much as they want to touch Tori's. you know? Yeah, And yeah. That people, like, that's where that community comes from. Not because my skin is very fair and hers is a, a deep, rich cocoa. <laughs> you know, like... Right. That's different. Those, those experiences, specifically from... White people, from that you experience in the midst of whiteness, that makes you know what you like, that point out, I'm black, I'm you're you're black, you're different, you you don't belong here, or you do belong here in this way that we want to uh, define, <laughs> with a.k.a. A, a, tokenism. Right. <laughs> those experiences, if you share those experiences, those experiences among other black people, that feels like solidarity to me. To me, I also recognize. Mm. then I'm not going to jump on a conversation about issues that dark-skinned women have with light-skinned women. Like, I am that light-skinned woman. Mm-hmm. I know that, too. Again,
0: there are levels to it. I feel like, okay, so we're, we're, I want to go into the idea of the whole community and what you, <laughs> what the purpose is uh, within your community. So, like, when I see a woman who, or a man, I say woman all the time, I- y'all, because... That's who I'm. That's who I'm talking to. Um, that's I. And I love mi- black men, mixed men. Come talk to me. Like I want people on my show. But this is who I have on my show, and so that's how I always. So don't don't think it's a a one way thing. So anyway, um, I the idea like the purpose within the community I think is something very hard. Um, I think it goes a little further than the identity because I think once you are clear in um and I don't and please you know interrupt me at any time like once a mixed uh, biracial black and white person is has moved past the performative stage of identity. Like, they're like, okay, that's not me. I'm just gonna be in my skin. I'm gonna be in my know, in my knowledge. Okay, I have a white mother. I've studied blackness. I've put myself in black spaces. I've tried to, you know, I, I'm solid with who I am. Then, okay, at that point then, and you're not, you don't look black, typically black, uh, what in, is your purpose within the community? And is that like something, for me, I feel like other black women ask, that's what we're looking for. We're like, well, what are you doing? What are you getting out of this? You know what I mean? Like it becomes one of those things where it's like, are we being infiltrated?
1: <laughs> are we being, yeah. are you, you know, go ahead. No, I I, I feel the same way. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious what that, well, that question, I'm very curious about that question as well. <laughs> like, if you can, if you, if you, but but I also recognize that there are, there are, there are varying circumstances, right? So, yes. Like, yes. you have mixed grandbabies and you all belong to a family that is a black family. They are being raised by a black grandmother, by a black mother, you know, yes. in a black house. And even if they don't have the same, even if they're light skinned, even if, if their hair texture isn't as kinky as yours, like, I think that there's there's something to be said about whether or not you move within a black unit and what your what your purpose is within that black, like being present within that black community, or if you are just, you know, if you're just a free agent, <laughs> right, there right. are white raising kids who, who can pass as white and you aren't teaching them anything about being black, then, then what's the point?
0: I don't I don't know I mean like I for on, honestly I don't know um maybe it is a sense of validation uh that you belong in one place or the other um and I don't I'm thinking uh I'm thinking that okay I'm sorry Stormy just texted and she said it's not going to work for me please continue without so it's me and you Mallory uh, i know sorry <laughs> yeah no it's okay i'm no i'm down this is perfectly fine I'm
1: Drop, but i'm here
0: yes no it's good we'll we'll figure it out for next week when we can have all three of us somehow i'll figure it out but um yeah so it's one of those things where it's um that blackness isn't defined by someone else that's true um however when you are and I, I don't like to use the word passing because I don't know where that came from. If that's a black thing or if that's a white thing, you know what I mean? Like, I think that uh, we, I, you know, I think that I was talking about it earlier. We were having a conversation and some uh, woman was talking about light skin, blacks versus black skin, black, uh, dark skin, blacks, and you know, one with privilege and one without. And I was like, I don't like to work within those, uh, those constructs because that's a white definition of privilege. Yeah. And you know, and I, um, an experience. Yeah. But, but no, because oppression is oppression and we are feeling it period. Uh, the, you know, the levels of the pigment of my skin does not mean that the, the oppression is, is less. It's just, we articulated. So, um, I don't like, so I have a problem, you know, with that idea, but I do want to, um, give that, I give more conversation around that, that purpose when you're AKA, or when you're passing, whatever passing means, the purpose of that you're giving to your community at that point. Um, and if you're, if you're choosing, uh, I don't, I, okay, I'm trying to think, as a, a woman who's raised by two black parents, I'm trying to see, and very honestly, when I see a, a, a mixed woman who doesn't appear black to me, Speaking, or I can see that there's something, but that I just don't see it, you know. And they're speaking about their experience as a black woman, how that sits with me, and I'm trying to be very honest with it. What? How does that sit with you?
1: Uh-huh. Um, I, it's hard, right? Because I do have questions about, like, am, like, I, I don't. <laughs> Again, I don't want to be... I don't want to put my, my sounding like an authority because... Yes, that's the problem. There are people, Yeah, well, there are people who, who will look at me... Like, like there's, this, there's this experience I it, I have experienced as being mixed, specifically in a very white place. I think it would be very different if I grew up in uh, New Orleans or... <laughs> yeah, or absolutely, you know, yeah. And looked exactly like I did... My experience, because I'm so surrounded by whiteness, my, my how I'm perceived is very much informed by how white people perceive me. So I'm constantly fighting off their stereotypes. Even though I'm just as fair as most of my white friends, it's mm. just very clear to me that they make a distinction between how they look and therefore what they are, and how I look and therefore what I am to them. So when it comes mm. to people who the white people, like in these spaces that are very, very white, like the Pacific Northwest. And when it comes to mixed people, who white people don't see as black, but they claim being black. It makes me wonder, like, what what's at stake, what's the risk for you, what are you experiencing that I'm experiencing, like, what is the struggle that we share in common? What in and the, that makes me oh, really oh, yes. uncomfortable. Me, yeah, it makes me uncomfortable because I. Because I, I say that acknowledging that I'm just as fair as most white people that you know. My skin is very light. I, I make no bones about that. Like, I, I know this. Right. I am aware. But also, I, I am very aware that I, there's something about the way that I look, whether it's the, curl, the kink of my hair or the, the curve of my nose or the roundness of my cheeks or the fullness of my lips, that white people chug me as black and therefore i am i am very very aware of how how i may be, how, how they may perceive me based upon those social constructs of of, of white versus black so, <laughs> you know? so i wonder if
0: that leads into the idea that like these mixed people who are being considered black by white folks and then when they come into a black space we're we are seeing that that that, that minimalist of blackness like you said like like they're the struggle isn't there for them because the phenotype doesn't fit the the socialized struggle, and so they don't actually live that experience, or they perceive their experience as black because white folks are telling them so. Although when they when when matched into the actual lived experience, it doesn't it doesn't like fit the bill necessarily. The it's it's and we're talking about folks who are who the, the it just doesn't have they just don't have the. They don't have the hair. They don't have the skin. They don't have the nose. They don't have. You know what I mean? Um, and and it's 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 not. You're not walking into a white space and and immediately recognized as black. You know, there's conversation around it. And I think that um, maybe in that space that they are, and this is like from conversations that they are, um, they know that they're not white, and white folks know that they're not white. So then, therefore, you know. Um, uh, although they know that they're not white, they're still in that space and they're still uh, kind of, you know, they fit in, they're safe. White folks feel that they're safe. They do all these things. But then when they come into the black space, they're, they're, they're expected to have that same kind of, um, of reaction, but they're coming from a totally cult- different cultural norm. Or they're just coming from a space where, you just aren't living the same idea. It's like this this white padded idea of blackness, but it's not actually the lived experience of blackness. Does that make sense? It feels like it's two-way, but it doesn't... I don't know that I'm explaining that exactly right. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? It makes
1: sense to me, but I don't feel like I'm being very articulate about it either. I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's because either of us are lacking. I think it's because it's a very nuanced and contextual situation. Okay. And it's the thing that you feel, you experience, like... Like Stormy said, while she was here, we all said, it. But "I don't, I don't really know what that means when you're talking about bringing white expectations to black faces." Like there isn't a, a, a Webster dictionary, <laughs> like dictionary right. definition. You know, it's an experience. You come with, you come with, with the way that you have been conditioned, quite literally. I. the the dominant culture that has oppressed the people that you also want to belong to. And that just
0: can't, that can't work. Well, I think think that you and I have some, I mean, I think we could both come up with some examples of, of Karen jumping out of people's mouth. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) I'm pretty sure it would come up when, when, you know, when a black girl, a mixed black woman, man, child and Karen jumps up out their mouth and we're both like, "What, what, what, you know what I mean? And, and, it, it's because the lived experience isn't there. You know, if you're yeah. going to talk, if we're going to talk about, like, you know, racial profiling and, and a, a mixed person is coming from a space where they're like, well, you know, maybe they shouldn't have been wearing a hoodie. Mm, yeah, that doesn't
1: come from, like, that is a white expectation you are bringing with you.
0: A white <laughs> expectation you are bringing with with you, you know, exactly.
1: Um, like your auntie is not going to tell you, mm, maybe you should have listened to that officer. You know,
0: right? <laughs> like, it's it's, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, um, like the tech people that that experience of you know, you go into you. All of us are are laughing and and giggling together and we loud and we having a good time. And the the woman who or the man who doesn't isn't comfortable in their in in that space. They're going, they're going to be like, you guys, be quiet your voices. You know, we're like, we're at a restaurant. Like, we need to quiet down. Um, you, what? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what what yeah. are you, are you, t- are you policing us? Like, as a, as a mixed, pro- you're policing the behavior? Yeah, for, for, for who? Whiteness. For, 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 for,
1: for, what about this black joy makes you uncomfortable? What, what? about this makes you uncomfortable? That you brought that whiteness.
0: That is the expect. That's the white expectations that come through, and that that may keep you that may keep you separate <laughs> from being uh, recognized as living the experience together. You know, um, yes. that
1: that's the part. And where... Being able to have each other's back. I think that's important. Say that again. And being able to have each other's back. I think that's important. A feeling of obvious reciprocity you cannot belong to a group. if, like, what is, what's the what's the benefit to a group of your membership? What is the benefit of your membership if you aren't going to have other people's back? And how can you have other people's back if you don't speak the same language or you're bringing the same thing that they're all trying to defend themselves from into the group, you know? Right, you can't
0: be black as a mixed person and decide that it's, you know, it's, troub- it's problematic when things are problematic, you know? It's like, it's it becomes... It, it, those ideas of, of the issues that we have uniquely to our Black community—if that's not an issue for you, that's not in your core place—that sticks out. That it's obvious yeah. and evident, you know. Um, and I think that's that states to the Black experience as well. Like people, are like, well, what's the Black experience? That—that's what it is. I mean, you have to understand that. What, what, like you said, what is your great, what is your piece to the greater good of this community? If you don't understand your role and place in that space you're not adding to it and you're not actually living. You're not, you're not connecting to it and it's evident. Yeah. You know, I think there's those memes that go around. It's like, they, it's totally shut. Like, uh, we can see that you didn't like do something, blah, blah, blah when you're young and it shows like, it's like one of those things, like it's showing <laughs> that because you're not connected, uh, it, that you're, you're looking for permission to connect, but you're not going to get that permission. If it's not, like, the benefit of your involvement doesn't benefit the group. It doesn't benefit the community as a whole. Because that's how, that's how this consciousness works. Does that make, is, am I saying that? Would you agree? I,
1: I, 100%. And for fear of sounding, like, too heady or academic, like, for me, that distinction is really, really, really obvious and evident, as, as you said, between whiteness and black, like, whiteness capital W as a social construct, white supremacy, and the black consciousness, which we talk about, it's very, very clear to me that if you've been, whether you're a mixed person, a white person, a black person, whatever skin color, if you've been enculturated and indoctrinated within a system of white supremacy and you are unwilling to, to, uh, to recognize that your belief that you as an individual are the most important thing in the world <laughs> and that that is a very specific white expectation like that is that is liberalism that is american liberalism like that is like we, we in all of its forms <laughs> whether it's good or it's bad the, the the worship of the individual is a white settler colonialist construct right. whereas talking about black folks or we're talking about indigenous folks or various other poc the idea of the the community your allegiance to the community being more important than yourself is it it's paramount and that's, paramount. that's hard for people to let go yeah i that's think for people to let go if you you've, you've been taught your whole life look out for you if you just do what you need to do you'll be fine like you have your own dreams and follow them no matter what anybody says.
0: <laughs> right. They and lose. Right. You
1: lose connection to people in your life. Whereas in black, within black consciousness, we've already been through that. That's what the diaspora did. That's what slavery did. It separated all of us, and we're trying to come back together. So if you are not on that wave, <laughs> what's the point?
0: Right. And I think within the black community, when you've got mixed folks who are trying to um, to I guess, and I think, like, prove themselves. I feel like, um, yeah. you know, it it becomes one of those things where, when you're black and you're here and you're living the experience, you don't have to do that. Like, you don't have to be yeah. the blackest black black person on the on the corner to be black. Like, that's not what we're talking about. You don't need to quote to me Baldwin uh, to be black. That's not. That doesn't help either. You know what I mean? It, it's really not. It's very nuanced. It's not. It's not about. We're about um, how how far you've gone into the the, the depths and studies of it. It, when we're talking about this level of connection, you know this level of recognition, uh, because it doesn't require all of that. You know the thing about it to 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 and this goes this goes to a bigger conversation of like the idea of um, allyship and and mixed uh, ish and black af and all of these things together. Um, I think it's it's very important that, and I talked you and I talked about this earlier. It's that idea that we are already still an exception. Like you 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 are if you are black, mixed black, and you identify with the community and the struggles of the community and the upliftment and the in the and the uh, the triumphs, and and you have an experience that and you add to that community for itself, then then why are you asking? you know what I'm saying why are you, why are you asking why are you doing the very most to be seen by other black folks we see you if you if you are absolutely genuinely who you say you are you know that performative there's that that line of performative blackness and and actually giving a damn about who you about your community uh then then it's like the, the validation is the issue at that point, for me. Yeah. because, yeah, you, you know, when I see mixed black folks, co- you know, having conversations about, you know, okay, never mind. <laughs> they went, well, they're I was just like, oh, I it. <laughs> 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 oh, no. oh, my God, I was like, oh. Uh... I had an over. Come on, you can say, you can say, you can say, Girl, because I am so bad. I'm like, okay, first of all, for people who cannot see me, I am extremely light, right? My skin tone is very light skin. My hair is kinky. Matter of fact, I am growing out dreadlocks and it's already dreading. It's been one month, right? Like my hair is there, okay? My both my parents are black, both high yellow um and right and um my dad even has green eyes and but he but his phenotype is black my mother phenotype black they were raised born raised in st louis missouri black um you know so none of that for me has ever been questionable all my kids i had with black a black man they are all you know darker than i am um my experience living as a black woman growing up in eugene uh i it didn't matter what skin tone i was at you know what i mean because i unfortunately matched the skin tone of my counterparts like i have a a more rosier tone but my shit is yellow (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just like yours. You know what I mean? Like yours. Yeah. Uh, it's so, it's you know, like, you see me. Girl, Same. we be like lined up together like, hello, here we go. Uh, so, um, you know, so it's one of those things where it's like, I, uh, my experience in the black community, what, it really wasn't about my skin tone. I mean, I have, there's another experience about being high yellow in the black community that we can talk about all day. But this is my experience of, of being performative, it was never, I never questioned that. I always, I always know, and I talk about this all the time. It's, it w- I was not asking other black folks who were darker than me that if I'm okay to be black too. Like that's not, what are you talking about? That idea is, is because you're coming from a white space. You're coming yep. from a white space when you're asking if you're black enough. You know, if you're questioning like, whether you're black enough, you're coming from a white space.
1: Yep. Right? I, I think that I think that's pretty simple. <laughs> like, so yeah, like we're we're hammering this away, and, and I'm not on Facebook, so I can't see comments if there are them, and perhaps that's why we're sticking on it. But yeah. that seems very straightforward to me, you know. Like, it is,
0: and,
1: and, I, and I don't know any black folks who would disagree with that. Which is not to say that there aren't, because you know we're not a monolith. But in general, it, it, it goes back to. We are a tribe, you know? We're trying to get back to each other. Every place we exist, whether it's Detroit, or it's NOLA, or it's Southside Chicago, or it's Eugene, Oregon, and there are a whole, you know, 3,000 of us, max. Max. (laughs) And, of course, we're, we're like, all dissipated. So, I have a
0: comment. I have a comment from, uh, from J. St. James. Um, and she says, and for some egocentric raised people, it can be about being appalled that their individualism and white privilege isn't acknowledged more than just not being seen as black. The tragic mulatto stereotype that always feels their feelings and being treated as regular black people is on par with an actual violence and hate, monoracial and more presenting people's face. Oh, oh she meant Eurocentric.
1: Oh, I need to, I need to see that. <laughs> I, I want to hear that. Like I, I heard you, but I want to make sure that I understand
0: what was just said. Yeah, I, I need to read it again too, because I'm not sure that I read it quite right uh, either. Um, I I want to have and, and, and Saint James, I want to go ahead and address you directly because um, we I have been thinking about some things that you and I have talked about on threads, and I have a uh, I have issue with our continuance of the definitions that white folks have given black people in terms of, of privilege and in terms of uh, colorism that they that white folks have given us that we need to get over. So I feel like um, there's a lot to, to happen with with what you're saying, and I actually love what you're saying. We, I would like to dissect it because um, I don't live in that construct with uh, meaning that, if white folks have defined my light skinned as good, worse, or, or a good, better, or privileged, I don't play that. Um, so my oppression, like, I, I believe someone, and I don't know that it was you or not, it was someone who was discussing, uh, you know, the privilege of being the, the, the house uh, the house or the field, right? And uh-huh. whether or not there's a difference, you know, in privilege in that. Um, and the only privilege and difference that is is based on a white supremacist idea that one is better than the other. So I don't go there. You know? Absolutely. Um, yeah, so the oppression is oppression, period. Whether or not it's, you know, being raped and, and, uh, and breastfeeding the master's baby, or, or being raped and being slapped into the field to die in the, and to die under the hot sun. Either way, either way, it's, it's oppression period. It's one of those things that by white man's definition of what is better or worse and black folks keep carrying that around, we need to put it down. Okay. Sorry. I, I digress.
1: No, um, I agree. Yeah. Okay.
0: So um, that being said, the light skin issue being more privileged and more, uh, we can talk about walking through, walking through life every day uh, being more privileged, meaning what the hell does that mean? Like, as if people aren't more afraid of me because I'm light or I'm more accepted or that I'm, that they, they might, they might hear me more. I might not be hunted down as much, you know, those type of things. Okay. Um, we could, you know, we can go there for that lived experience or not. So, um, uh, the acceptance, we, we kind of, it's interesting, Mallory, cause we, we jump all over, but we actually touched a lot of things <laughs> that we, that, you know, we actually touched a lot of things that we wanted to talk about. Um, but the, like the identity, the set of responsibilities, uh, life defining their blackness through um, once they've accepted their blackness. I think we've talked about that. Black experience versus black consciousness. You want to touch on that a little bit? We talk sure. About? If you uh, if you I, yeah. I don't know where your phone with that, but I I feel like <laughs> I feel like you, <laughs> I mean, we we talked about black
1: consciousness. We're talking about we're talking about like. Getting it right, like we're talking about, you get it or you don't, like you're gonna get here or you're not. Like, oh, okay. and, it, and, it, and it doesn't matter whether you are you look like Wesley's knife or you look like me, <laughs> <You know? laughs> like there are things about that difference that matter, right? And there's no one thing about those differences that's like, that bars me or Wesley's knife from black consciousness, other than each of our abilities. To relinquish the expectations that whiteness sets upon right? Right. That's how I think black consciousness. When we were talking about, like, we talked the last time that I was talking with you, Hugh Newton, Angela Davis, there are a whole lot of white skinned people who were down with a black consciousness, and right. it did not matter whether they were white right. or not. Right. Or biracial, you know? Right. I think that,
0: except. But oh, go ahead.
1: What's, what's absolutely certain about all of those people is that none of them none of them embraced the ideology of white supremacy. Every one of them labored against resisting, labored to resist against it. And so, like, that's the crux of black consciousness to me. Mm. Whereas Mm. with experience, I grew up surrounded by white people for most of my life. There are a lot of black experiences that I don't have. And I'm not gonna jump in a conversation and and argue with people who do have those experiences just because I would be talking out of the side of my neck. Like, why would I be? Why would I do that? Because, and I don't because, because I you
0: don't. have a black daddy. Like, no, that <laughs> 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 don't let you. Oh, okay.
1: Do <laughs> you, you want to see a picture? Can Girl. I prove it to you? Girl. No, I'm kidding. I don't no, no,
0: I, I, Trust me, I'm being I, I'm completely an ass right now. Okay, go ahead. So oh, I, I get it. We're <laughs>
1: yeah, you, we're on it. <laughs> And I think that, I think that well, for, for me, I think that it's hard for mixed folks who grow up among whiteness who just have not had a whole lot of experience with intimate relationships with other black people who are not, necessarily, who are not just their family, you know? Right. And they fear that their lack of black, of a black lived experience living in a a more urban place, being around black people, going to cookouts, you know? like These things that seem stereotypical are things that black people do together. A lot of black people, not all of course, but a lot of black people do when we we gather together. And when when you don't have the option to gather with other black people, of course you're going to lack in black experience. And I think that mixed people often carry an anxiety with them when going into black spaces, that they don't, that they don't know how how to contribute to that experience, and I think that that's valid. I definitely yeah. feel that, and that's when I step back and I just let other people lead. I don't need to be loud here.
0: <laughs> I think that's where I think that's where the Karen jumps out, though, is because they they then become where they have to be seen instead of like what your experience was is that, to sit back and absorb. You know, they go yeah. into that they well, go into that not. performative like I'm black too, I'm black too. It's like you don't you're absorbing right now, like you're learning. Yeah.
1: and and for me I'm taking I'm taking up all that energy I did not get from having an auntie that I grew up with or a black mom like give me like I'm just gonna sit over here in this corner and keep my mouth shut and give what I can but take like Just let the blackness wash over me. Just be in in solution. I don't need to perform and pretend like you know. Like I'm not a teacher in this situation. Like I definitely have things to share about my own experience, but 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 I don't need to like come in guns blazing and 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 run the show. You know, that's that's, leave that to the white ladies. That's what that's what I was saying
0: at the beginning of the show. Thank you for putting my words into a much more coherent. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> a it version. Girl, Appreciate hardly. it. I am not very... <laughs> I do not feel miscarriage, but thank you for that affirmation. Girl, that's what I was trying
0: to say, though. I was like, okay, I couldn't say it, but that's what I was trying to say. It's like, you don't have to do all that. You know what I mean? Like, okay. let it wash well, over I it. And but, I want
1: to say, like, from my experience, it's okay to be awkward about it. Like... Super. No black beard person, no like like. If you think that there's like a, 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 a litmus test of, of the things that you need to know or demonstrate that you know in order to be black to black people, you're not you're not coming from the right place. You're coming from <laughs> no, you are. You're
0: coming from a white place. Let's be real, exactly. because it's only the white folks who are asking, is that OK that I do that? Like, it's, it's, mm-hmm. can I, can, in order for me to be an ally, could you please give me a checklist of things I should do so that I can show you that I'm actually an ally? No, what you need to do is listen to black folks. And it's the same mm-hmm. idea for white, for, for people who are mixed. If you don't understand the culture, that is fine. Sit down, absorb, have a seat, listen, suck it in, feel it.
1: Feel it. Feel where it resonates. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and feel uncomfortable where it doesn't. Like own that shit. Own somebody it. Show if you show your ass. Let you.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> we're not on the radio anymore because the radio cut out. Okay. I don't know what happened. You're good. You're good. <laughs> you're good.
1: <laughs> like it's not. It's not the thing. Under the veil of whiteness, like we're so afraid to to offend, to, to say things correctly. Like, there's this sort of like distance of politeness that is always stuck between people (laughs) that keep people from being real and authentic and organizing and building community that is that 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 is that is symptomatic of whiteness. yeah to be able to be among other people other black your people to be able to be among your people and disagree to to be willing to hear that you're wrong hear other people's perspective perspective to take a little shit like yeah that's that's a family, you know. That's community. That's how you build real and honest relationships where you feel like you are seen and you are authentic and you are real and you don't have to perform because it's okay if you're wrong. You're not out, you know. like So I think this is important.
0: This this is an important place to go into what we we were talking about with the relationship with your parent, the white parent, uh, because yeah. I think. That a lot of mixed folks that I that I encounter have a real issue with balancing their acceptance of blackness with their with the love of their white parents, which I think is super sad because it's kind of evident of racism. But anyway, so um, being raised by racists. But I think that like um, the idea that you have to that there is a a, a that you have to to cut off one or the other, like you have to not experience your, if you, in order to experience your blackness, um, you're having to, in order to experience your blackness, you have to cut off your whiteness. Um, I'm not here. I don't know that experience. I don't, I would hope that that's not true. Cause that to me, just like I said, screams the evidence that your white parent is racist, <laughs> but um, I don't live that experience. I don't know what it's like to have to say, um, I really want to experience blackness. I want to get in touch with something that's deep in my soul that I'm not. It's not. I'm not being fed, and that means I have uh-huh. to cut this off because that other person doesn't recognize it, or that other person's pushing me so far to it that I'm uncomfortable with it. You know. Yes. That is, uh, that's hardcore, too. I think it's a really hard position for black, white parents. Woo! Like, real hard position for white parents. Um, but I think it's like, where where would you, I mean, I'm just like, now I'm from the outside looking in going, this is what I think you should do. You know what I mean? Um, but as a child of a mixed family, you know, and um, if you're... And I can also say if your relationship was a loving, giving relationship with your mother or with your father, whoever was white, um, I would hope that, and this is for like the most, and I'm very idealistic, let me just tell the truth. I would hope that in that relationship that there was an openness of individualism, meaning that like you're not defined when you have a black child and you have a white parent that that black child is given space to feel their feelings, to feel the difference, and for that white parent to be able to explain in the most loving way that they are always in love, there's always a deep allyship for their experience. A deep allyship means that you then at that point follow their lead. You know, you follow that black child's lead when they they have a need to be around and be insatiated and learn about blackness because they, at that point you don't know. So then that, then, then you take a, a position of allyship with your own child. That's, that is like hardcore. I cannot imagine. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I cannot. Yeah, I, I think that's really tricky. And I, this, this is probably going to be a place where you and I diverge because I, I, I have that experience. I, like, right. I, like, I, I've had to set up contact with my family for several years at a time with my my wife and my family, a few members of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've I've ended several relationships, friendships, romantic relationships with white people simply because they, it was not working. (laughs) And I think that what's complicated about it is, I want to be very, very clear, just because you have a white parent, as I did, um, and uh, as a black, as a mixed race child with a white, with a white parent, that doesn't mean that that, that allyship can't happen. But it work. It mm-hmm. is work, mm-hmm. and 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 both parties have to do it. Both mm-hmm. the parent and the child. And 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 the biggest thing in my experience for the parent is letting that ego go. I think it's really hard for white people. Period. Yeah, I get it. It is hard <laughs> for white. Well, it is hard for white people to confront white supremacy because when, you're, when you address that and decide to like step outside of whiteness, then, then, you, then you have to grapple with, okay, well, what am I outside of that? Yeah, And that's a big question for a lot of grown folks. That is a big question regardless of who you are, what yeah. color you are, how you show up. And then to be raising another human at the same time who is different from you and you may not have the tools to give to them and may not know how to have the tools to give to them and you think that your love is enough, like, there are a lot of different interpersonal things that can happen there. But at the same time, I I don't, I don't want to, I want to be very clear. I don't think that all mixed-race people, like, I can't say that all mixed-race people with a white mother (laughs) have the same issues that, that, that I've had or that many people that I've known have had. Because like we've talked about, culture is often passed down through the mothers, if you have a white mother, and you're seen as a black person, especially a black woman in society, and you have a white mother, it is hard to come to grips with your womanhood, with your femininity. What does that look like when not only society tells you that your blackness, your femininity is qualified by your blackness, but also your own mother isn't an example that you can look to for guidance. It is a very complicated thing. Like I have all the sympathy and empathy in the world because I went through that, and I didn't do it in the most admirable way all the time either. Like I, I could be, I could be straight up about that, you right. know. Like there's an aching and a searching that that requires. That is brutal. <laughs> yeah, and I think the the most important thing for me to say to other mixed people, mixed race people, is don't take that brutality into black spaces. You can take everything else that you're learning from that into black spaces. Don't take the brutality of it. Don't take mm. the way that we uh, we critique ourselves, you know, that internal conflict. They don't need it from us. <laughs> they don't need to, Like, that is an individual thing that is so far beyond race, personal psychology, it's interpersonal communication and conflict, and then it's also stuck within this huge box of... Of, of race and white supremacy and specifically the, the the very specific u.s context of white supremacy with the history of racism between yeah, black please. and white folks in the country so like you become contended car- territory as a as a mixed race person and and i don't know anybody who hasn't dealt with that so i don't want to say that if you deal with that you're like you're somehow failing to tap into black consciousness I've dealt with that. I still deal with that. I will probably always grapple Thank with that. You. And as I should. Right. I just also need to be responsible about that and not put my anxiety that that creates for me and my situation with whiteness on other black people because they've got other shit they're already dealing with. <laughs> so like, you do not <laughs> need period. my whiteness. You <laughs> know? That's, go- that's exactly that's right. I feel very very. I feel very, very strongly about.
0: I agree with that. About. I think that's a good point. I think that's a good point. That this is uh and it, it's not it's it's one of those ideas, it's like it's it this is a journey for you. This is a journey yeah. for you. Um and uh it's it's not a point of it's not a point of like pity and pitiful, like 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 oh I had, right. and I I was raised in that tragic that, a of, like, it, like the June tragic of- It's just not. It's just not, yeah. And uh I think right now, we all, we're talking about like white folks giving up you know, um, their idea of the their racist antics that it's been way too long. I think the idea, um, like you said, that idea of the tragic mulatto, I think we need to drop it. Like we, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, point, there's points of our own, in our own community that we're carrying on this idea, this white supremacist idea of our own blackness, um, it, mixed or not, that, that is hindering okay. our connection. Uh, and we also yeah. need to put it down. So, um, so there's that. But uh, I think that uh, with what we were talking about, um, the relationship with that parent, and, and that that thank you for saying all that because I think that is like super super real. Um, and the idea well, it's of – right, like it's I just so, don't want it to be simplified. It's so, it's so complicated. And I recognize that. I recognize that. And I and I actually am compassionate towards it because. I've, I have several friends in my life um, and people that I'm very close to that struggle with it. You know, into their, into their late thir- 30s and early 40s and 50s, they still struggle with that, uh-huh. like you said, that really that abuse, that oppression, that, um, that really complicated relationship that is hard to resolve because somebody is trying to protect somebody else at the very at the very core of their to their own dismantling. You know what I mean? It's like uh and Absolutely. Yeah, and I and I, it's just it's and I think that's, you know, I don't know. I I don't know that that is a thing for black I I mean I know that it's not a thing going the opposite direction. Um but okay. you know, so so there's that. So I
1: I am going through what, our check What? What? In the same place and I've oh. also seen like full black folk with two black parents who do the same thing with a white chart parent. So I think that... Ooh, wait, so wait your- don't. Ooh. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> what are you saying? Say that again. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, was, I was piggybacking off of your, your point. And I, I just wanted to make the point that I think that this, this internal conflict, that the conflict between allegiance to blackness and, and white supremacy, Yeah. all will often happens with full parentage, Black folks who have white partners—that can happen just as easily. Like that, copying for that white person in your life in yeah. a way that dismantles you internally, even if you don't realize it. I think that people have.
0: Um, woo, girl. Okay. All right. Wait. We're about I'm, to talk. I'm just saying, I'm we're just about, saying, about to talk another five, fifteen free. hours. Okay. <laughs> 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 we're about to talk another fifteen hours. No. Um. Because. What you just said, girl, hit it so hard on the nose that it's bleeding. Um, I think, <laughs> <laughs> girl, I think that um, cause we have this conversation, girl? Oh my God, like on Facebook. Let's do.
1: Let's I'm tell topic another
0: day. No, uh, <laughs> so we will, we will. But we had this conversation, and I want to. We're gonna touch on it. We're gonna t- We're gonna tickle it. We're not gonna go hard, but we're gonna tickle it because that that conversation is so necessary. Um, because we, you know, we got black women who, you know, we're dating out of the race, we're dating white folks, and that's, you know, I've married a white guy and divorced, and, and you know, for very similar reasons, and other reasons, uh-huh. um, but I think that it's funny because, because when people like, they want to stay in that same realm that, you know, love has no color. Stop it right um, now. <laughs> stop it, stop uh, it. Love, love has no color, the
1: consequences of cross-cultural or cross-color or love coming from different places that are unequal, that has consequences. That has love
0: consequences.
1: But the consequence, acting like there aren't consequences, that there couldn't be consequences, it's how you do damage, how you do harm to yourself and to other people.
0: Yeah,
1: it's not. We're not like I said. We're
0: not saying she biracial. She's not. You date white people who white
1: folks. Oh yeah, no. My last partner, who I was engaged to, was a white woman. Okay, there you I, go. I, I, I yes, yeah, I have, I have lots of experience in dating white people, and a lots of experience dealing with these, these issues within my personal relationships with with my partners, which is which has taught me a tremendous amount both about myself and how to communicate these things with whiteness. Mm,
0: yeah, I think it's it, it's very it's it's problematic if the, if the conversation when you are da- dating in fianced, um, married to, and I hope if you're getting married or fianced that you've already had a very good understanding of where you are in your space. And and I don't believe, okay. I, I don't believe that that it's, I think it's problematic when, when we're talking about biracial children um, and the parents weren't clear <laughs> on yeah. what was important or what was, what was actually like. Uh, what was actually important to them? What was cherished? What was seen as valuable? What was uh, non-negotiable? You know what was uh, supported in each other's culture, race, lived experiences. You cannot mesh those two together and pre- and pretend. Like I honestly, it's a pretense. Like it's a it's a as if we're just going to default to white, and that. Yeah. That is harmful. So that when you have... The well, and that will happen often, more often than not
1: if you're in a, a white-dominant place. Yeah, in a white-dominant place, yes. to a white school if that biracial kid has only white friends. Like, if you refuse to to proactively bring blackness, bring their, their heritage and their culture and an understanding of who they are other than just trying to figure it out themselves and then assuming, oh, well, I'm just like everybody else because that's what everybody tells me all the time. Right. It's, it, a, it's a it, love. You're inhibiting that. Yes. You are inhibiting
0: it. And, and it's not, and I think we need to distinguish, like, bringing kids, you know, mixed kids to blackness. It's like, you you as a white, you have to love it. Like, you have mm-hmm. to love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, as a white person with black children, black partners, you gotta be, you, it, it can't, I mean, and I'm saying, hey, everybody to, to each his own. If you don't mind... <laughs> You know, if you don't mind, your partner don't need to know nothing about blackness and you all about it and, like, you like, that's okay, I don't need, I'd rather her not know or he not know. All right. I mean, okay. This
1: is my opinion. But also, your baby is going to struggle. Your, your child will struggle. You know, yep. and will continue. Gonna baby who you're going to raise a biracial daughter who doesn't wear a bonnet until she's in her 20s and wonders why her hair is messed up because she's too embarrassed to or doesn't know that's something you do. Right. Like, these little things, these little, little, little things, these inconsequential seeming things under the gaze of whiteness that are that are material culture that are functional that have to do with the way that we care for ourselves, that we that we um, honor ourselves, right. that we define name ourselves. And if you don't give your child that, they're going to struggle because they're, they're, they're going to have they're going to have to they're going to be forced to find that somewhere else.
0: Right. So that, so I wanted to touch on that because I think all of us as grown folks, you know, we, we loving everybody. Like, I, I mean, I'm down, Mm -hmm. I'm down. I'm loving everybody too. You know what I mean? Um, I, I do not have a distinguishing race that I will not date, (laughs) but I do have, I do have a distinguishing quality of knowledge that I will not mess with. You know what I mean? Um, an acceptance of who I am as a a black woman.
1: I just have a prerequisite for you to have this level of knowledge to engage with.
0: Me. I'm, I'm going to need you to be a level of allyship that just gives, goes to the point where I'm not the only one with the yeah. shotgun. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> you have to be this tall, this woke to ride this ride. Right? Like,
0: you know, there's a level. But I think it's important That's to true. talk about when, when you're when you're talking about mixed-race folks. Because we, we, mixed-race folks who come up solidly with, uh, you know, Is because generally their foundation was pretty solid, or they went out and solidly seeked it, and in a place where they were were given their internal conversation real honor. So um, I think that needs to be said uh, while we out here loving on everybody. My grandson's here, and and uh, so anyway, uh, was there anything that I didn't touch on? Can we really, uh, girl? As quickly as it seemed, like, it took me a while to write all this stuff down. We went right through that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, will be, I mean, every time I talk to you, Aisha, we could talk for days. days. Like, <laughs> we're the place, But I also like that it's conversational. I like that this isn't, you know, in a format that feels forced or, or anything like that. So I appreciate you providing that space. I don't have anything in particular that we've talked about previously that I think needs to be said or that we set out to say that we didn't touch on yeah about this subject okay
0: good yay that means we did what we had to well, do but we got a lot of material for another episode too girl <laughs> okay so people who need to know next week we got material for the next month that we are we got i mean for real, real. We were like, okay, we gotta talk about this. We are gonna write this down. We are gonna do it. We have so much that we wanna talk about right now. And I think it's like the release of this pandemic. It's like the release of this quarantine for me. It's like, okay, I'm in a space right now that I'm gonna have to let this go. And I'm gonna have to just be in my space and in my truth and tell y'all what is up for real. And I'm sorry if it hurts people's feelings because that's not my intention, I hope y'all know. But this is my truth and this is where I'm at. And I'm bringing my people who can articulate in ways that we agree and disagree um, and, and come in and have those conversations. Mallory, get used to hearing her because she's coming on back. And <laughs> <laughs> she's coming back. Hopefully, oh, thanks, girl. Yeah, Thank you. Of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, hopefully we'll get to the point where I can figure out how to put all of our faces on the screen so y'all can see all of our lovely faces. Stormy was a yeah, casualty. So any, think Anybody watching knows how to do that. Put a so, shout out. Please. <laughs> Please let me know how, because I want to do it. I see other people. I want to. I don't know how. So, <laughs> uh, Stormy was a casualty of the conversation. Her phone, my phone, someone's phone didn't work out. I think KEPW may have been another casualty, because uh, I don't know what happened. It just the whole line just just cut out. So um, I don't know. But hopefully this time this this tape will be this film this whatever will be recorded and you'll be able to see it uh, on Facebook for the next week. Share it. Um, the conversation, I think, is is one that that I think a lot of people are thinking about, but don't say when you're in the situation. Um, mixed folks out there, with all the love and all of the um, recognition for the struggle, I just I think my I think my main concern is that when people come to the table, I, I witness the internal struggle, and I and I'm just imploring people to to. Um, that the answer no matter what we're talking about, like literally no matter what we're talking about, is always within the truth of yourself. Like it's always a time to look at your, the, the darkest parts of yourself and go, I don't like me there. That's where you lean into. That's where you go. You say into your point, I, there's something about this that hurts. Stay there. Stay there and really talk about it. Really write about it. Sing about it. Dance about it. Paint about it. Until you can resolve it. But it's your journey. That's my two cents.
1: Instead of of thrusting that hurt onto other people who look like you and expecting them to help you work that out without, like, an expressed consent. (laughs) and and like an already established relationship with someone, you know? Yeah, yeah. So um,
0: it looks like with a casting service into Facebook, Black Sex Workers Collective, we just talked about. So, okay, so... uh, Jay St. James says she has some issues has some information about zooming with a casting service into Facebook. So I'll look into that a little bit more after we're done with this. Um, thank you very much for that. Um, we definitely need to do it. and uh, what else? I think we're good, Mallory, I think we killed I think we killed it. I think we can move on. <laughs> All things considered, I think we did real good. I think, you know, hug, hug, pat, pat. Um, Okay, so um, if you will hold on for just a second, Mallory, I'm going to end this Facebook. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Please come back next week. Um, You know it's always a work in progress. You know I'm always out here doing my thing um, with the struggle, and it's real all the time, whatever. Uh, (laughs) But I plan on having Mallory back next week. Um, Stormy hopefully will join in, too. And like I said, the next few weeks, we're going to have, we got some hot topics. Um, we even have a very special topic we're going to take a lot of care around um, and try to deliver <laughs> to you guys. Uh, and that will be a little bit further down, but we're, we're going we're gonna to work on it. So, um, uh, so anyway, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there once again. Um, the world would not, we women, mothers, we're doing this. It's on us to be responsible for the love that we give to each other and our children. I, uh, the day, we get a day to honor ourselves and each other, and I think uh, take the moment to do so. All right, with all the love, Black Girl from Eugene is out. All
1: right, let me stop the recording.
0: A